0: Hey, this is Jared, the brother of the bastard with no answers.
1: Hey. Hey, Jared, remember that doesn't that doesn't work that doesn't work so well, man. Mom listens to this podcast with dad. So you're basically saying that she doesn't really know the man that she slept with to conceive you and you know who your dad is, man. You grew up with him and and you're you're clearly his seed just look in the mirror.
0: I know. I'm
1: just reading your stupid script, you no account ass clown. <laughs> and this is the ba- pastor with no answers.
0: All right, so a little bit of trivia. Where did that line come from that I just used?
1: Uh, no good ass clown. What did you no say? No account ass clown. N- no account ass clown? Yes. Uh, really, it's a funny, funny comedy from
0: like the early, I think late 90s, early 2000s. I don't know. Office Space.
1: Oh, you, see, I've only seen that movie once. You've got to be kidding me! Can you believe that? Dude,
0: <laughs> <laughs> revisit that one ASAP. That's such a funny movie.
1: Yeah, I think I need to. I, I, dude, I've grown up like. I must have seen that movie like right when it came out, and my sense of humor part of my brain hadn't matured as much, so I wasn't that impressed, so now I think I would like it a lot. Here's
0: more trivia, too. I remember we saw that movie. We, we actually had a choice between two movies. I was in Rock Hill, so I think it was you and Matt, Toby, probably Devin, and we were going to see a movie. We had a choice between that movie and what other movie, and we actually saw the other movie together. Really? It came out the exact same time. Another comedy. Gosh. Um, Give you a hint. Starring Bill Murray.
1: Uh, I don't know. Rushmore.
0: Gosh.
1: See, I didn't like any of those movies, man. Any? When you mean um, any
0: Wes Anderson movie?
1: Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I think I kind of liked Royal Tannenbaums. Okay. But, okay. Um, Bottle Rocket was okay. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah y- yikes. <laughs> <laughs> Love those movies. The only one I yeah. wasn't a big fan of was the Darjeeling Limited. I that right. that was pretty bad, but, like, his, I mean, the, the most recent one, Budapest Hotel, was unbelievable. It's so worth checking out.
1: Yeah. All right, well, I got a question to ask you here, but before we do that, I want you guys to listen up. We've got a, a musical sponsor, and uh, I'm thinking this may be a regular thing, but you guys have probably heard of Bad Apple Records from the Bad Christian Podcast. And I'm going to say, man, it's it's quite – a treat to actually do a little ad here for music that you don't have to pretend like you like. It's really good stuff. So um, I'll I'll tell you this. If if you want to hear more of this music, you're going to go to allaroundthedinnertable.com. That's allaroundthedinnertable.com. But check out this song called Hungry Coyote. Look at this
2: progress and still you can guess in What we are going through Anger, frustration, and my aggravation Passes from me to you Forget your reason, there is no cease For an evil such as
1: All right, so that was All Around the Dinner Table, which is a solo project from Bad Apple Records co-founder Brandon Andrew Miles. That was pretty good stuff, huh, Jared? Most definitely, yeah, definitely.
0: It's kind of got that uh, Smashing Pumpkins vibe going, which my all-time favorite album is uh, Simon's Dream. So, yeah, I like like that aspect of it a lot.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. All right, so um, here's the thing. This is a concept album with – it it involves spiritual abuse and recovery, deconstruction and reconstruction of faith. And uh, there's a free four-song sampler at allaroundthedinnertable.com. And, uh, hey, there's actually going to be, you know, just – Uh, Awesome opportunities to to go to a house show and stuff. So anyway, just email these guys. Go to the website. Get the free uh, sampler. And by the way, at the very end of this podcast episode, uh, we got that whole song for you. So if you like the snippet, hang out uh, till the end of this podcast and we've got the whole song for you. So thank you, Bad Apple Records, for letting us talk about this song and this album. And you guys go download that sucker for free. Do it. All right. So Jared, uh, we were out to eat over Christmas vacation, and I thought it was really funny. You, uh, we went to, and did you like it? We got that duck sandwich. Did you like I, it? I really liked it. All right, so you really liked it. The beer it. was
0: awesome. The the uh, like the duck fries. It was like uh, I think the fries were actually cooked in duck oil, and it had like a really cool cheesy gravy on it. Yeah, it was unbelievable. It was yeah, beer.
1: yeah, the fries really good and all that. Okay, yeah. but. Um, so basically Priscilla and I had gone there before and I think we split a burger and the fries were good and, you know, so anyway, at the end of the meal, it was me, you, and our wives. Uh, I paid for our meal. You paid, oh, uh, I, me and Priscilla paid for our meals. I'm talking like it's the 1950s or something. No, but I I paid for our meal. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I think I said something along the lines of yeah, I don't think I really like this place that much. Uh, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and, and your response was, you don't like when people say that kind of stuff at the end of the yeah,
0: meeting. Yeah, I think I said something <laughs> like, that I don't care for, quoting <laughs> <According laughs> Jerry Seinfeld.
1: <laughs> yeah, so uh, so I could see that being maybe a, a rude thing. Um for for me to say if you paid for the mailboat, what what was that to you did, did was that like a reflection on the whole experience yes we were in oh. that context we were
0: still at the table that disappointed you
1: <laughs> so i
0: felt like you were kind of ruining the moment <laughs> And my wife does it all the time. Like we we'll have a meal that and I'm I'm loving the company, I'm loving the food. She's like, Yeah, it was all right. And I was like, Why why do you have to say that now? We're still in that moment.
1: Yeah, but I didn't say, Hey, this conversation sucked, man. I, this is boring. To
0: me, it's all part of the package. It's all part of the experience. So so I guess for me, and this is gonna sound stupid, if you had said the exact same thing the next day I would, it would be be totally fine with me, but for whatever reason, we've just finished the meal, and that criticism just brought it down a little bit for me. So, yeah. all right,
1: yeah. well, hey, here is my formal apology, <laughs> you sensitive <laughs> piece of crap. All right, um, hey, and this is gonna be <clears throat> this is gonna be funny if you're uh, you are listening to this podcast episode right now. I was gonna say if you are listening, but no, you are listening to this. You were listening to it, and you heard the restaurant bleeped out because. I want to support independent businesses, and this is a really cool restaurant in Charleston. So I don't want you to know what this restaurant was. So I'm oh, asking Jared yeah. to bleep out that restaurant. <laughs> but, I, but for what, for the record, though, I really liked it. So right, right, no, and and, and I, I think I don't know. I I just. Uh, I don't think I I don't think I liked the the sandwich, but I definitely liked the burger. All right, so anyway, we got a special two parter coming up for you. It's, it's not even going to technically be a two parter. We're not even going to put on the iTunes. Here's part one, and here's part two because there's two separate conversations. But both of them is going to have uh, Mark Solomon from uh, the Never Was podcast, and uh, most importantly, someone that Jared and I have really looked up to and have appreciated for gosh close to three decades and then we've got godless from the metal sucks podcast a good friends of of us from bad christian and he's an atheist and we're going to debate discuss hang out and talk uh, about god and whether he exists and uh why we think that he exists so this is going to be fun man jared what does mark solomon mean to you
0: well, he was on the cover of the very first White Throne magazine I ever got. Uh, so he was like, <laughs> he was like my musical hero from like '89 to probably I don't know 2000. I mean, his lyrics were amazing. I-, I loved his style, you know. So and the music was always killer. So yeah, he was like my musical hero. Up,
1: Very sure. cool. So yeah. we have officially defined bromance, and now oh, we are welcoming on. our...
0: <laughs> that word should be banned from this podcast. I'm leaving that word out.
1: <laughs> All right, so we are here with Mark and Godless... And uh, Godless, can we call you? Oh,
3: you're gonna have to restart, man. I've never used my name. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Are you serious? Seriously. All right, let's. We'll just bleep it out. Right? We one, two, three. Cl-
3: one, two, three yeah, hey, clap, hey, man.
1: Hey, can we? No, can we actually leave all that part in and bleep out? <laughs> That'll be hilarious. All right, all right, yeah, you can do that. But you got to right, bleep
3: it out again, though.
1: Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, so we're rolling, man. We are rolling, and we've got Godless and Mark on. And uh, Godless, I thought it was—I re- thought you would really get a kick out of this. So when you skyped me and I answered, Jared and I, we were doing some of our intros. And when I hung when I hung up on you, I immediately went to my brother, and as genuine as can be. And you can ask him; it was genuine. I was like. Gosh, I really like that guy. And then I went joke mode, and I said, "Ah, oh, it's too bad he's going to be annihilated." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, anyway, we're going to be uh, hanging out and uh, talking with our friend Mark, our friend Godless, and Godless, you are you are outnumbered, my friend. With uh, this, is, you hey, you are officially the first person to come on the pastor with no answers. That truly believes that no pastor has no good answer. <laughs> <at all. laughs> dude,
3: when you invited me to be on the show, especially after I've now listened to, I don't know, eight or ten of your episodes, I, I gotta say, I'm really, really uh, 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 humbled to, to be asked to be on because. Uh, y- y- to be the first, uh, you know, uh, uh, out atheist on the show is, uh, is, is is
1: special for me. So thank you. That's awesome, man! Wow, well, yeah, we've like had it. We've had heretics. It's no atheist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just ask
4: ask people on uh, Facebook if I'm if I'm really uh, a Christian or not. There's some debate. <laughs> yeah, there.
1: yeah, yeah. I think there'd be I think there'd be some some good robust discussion on all three of us for sure. That's a very good point. All right, well. Here's the angle that I want to take <coughs> um before we play our game. Uh you, y'all knew we had to play a game. But uh before before we get into our game, what I the question that I want to focus on is should Christians respect athe atheism as a logical approach to life. So be very careful to hear that I'm not saying should Christians respect atheists because i know mark and i know my brother and that would be a very obvious of course good lord of of course but as christians is atheism a respectable approach to life and and, uh, worldview. And for us to be able to do that, obviously we will want to ask Godless some questions and and get some, some clarity and everything. But before we do that, we're going to play a a quick little game and the game is called, it's getting awkward in here. All right. (laughs) So that's what it's called. It's getting awkward in here. And it's a very simple game. I've got six questions. Two are going to go to Mark. Two are going to go to Godless. Two are going to go to Jared and there's no rules with how you answer the question. I can cut you off if I want to. I can do whatever I want to do. The first question goes to Godless. Godless, and, and real real quick, re, re, before we do this, Godless, you have Metal Sucks podcast. And a super awesome podcast. Go check that out. And what is uh what what's your partner's name? Uh, Chuck. Forget.
3: Yeah, Chuck. Chuck and I uh, host the Metal Sucks podcast, and we've been doing it for years. Part of the Jabberjaw Network with the Bad Christian podcast, which we're, we're very happy to be a part of. And yeah, just every single Monday, we're posting just I got I'll humbly say the best interviews with people in metal.
1: Boom. And Chuck Chuck loves Jesus, right?
3: Chuck is. Just I've I've spent so much time (laughs) trying to hammer on him. But no, he he's sort of he's agnostic both in what he knows, but very, very sort of agnostic about what he believes, which isn't exactly the right definition. But he he just doesn't care.
1: Gotcha. Gotcha. Doesn't care. Doesn't care. And
0: and real quick, too. uh, So Godless from one metal head to another. What was your favorite metal album of 2015? Uh, The new Baroness album.
3: Really, I haven't heard that. It's yet. it's not is only it... the best al- metal album of 2015. It it it's quite possibly in the top 15 greatest metal albums of all time. Whoa! Ooh. Okay, I'm definitely gonna check it out. there.
1: No uh yeah. Godless. My question is: uh, Wasn't God We Trust in the top five metal albums of all time <laughs> by Striper? <laughs> 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 Can I just say when
3: that album came out that that was that there was no better album in my catalog uh yeah that I, I always there for you was like the most awesome song and video you're being serious right now, totally serious i yeah totally. I, i'll wow. get i'll get All you right. my 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 jean jacket with the huge stripe striper back patch um i mean, i had an interview with uh michael sweet just a, a few months ago and it, it i'm telling you i lost sleep after the interview, because it was, <laughs> yeah, I've I've never I, I meant so much respect, and I I got the feeling that he felt like I was attacking him at all points. But he's like, if you got these questions, you should ask God, and I'm like, damn, and I've been asking. There's no answer, <laughs> so I've got to go to the marketing director. <laughs>
1: the marketing. Director. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so hey, th- this this is actually striking a a huge curi- curious nerve. Have you heard? of uh the crucified or saker?
3: no are these uh new christian metal bands <laughs>
1: no it, it it uh mark solomon is the the front guy of of probably uh arguably the most groundbreaking uh christian band of of metal whatever you want to call hardcore punk in the early 90s late 80s um but yeah, you you got to check it out. No, it's, yeah. it's that it's was that was my real house time,
3: Mark. I, I I mean no disrespect that I don't recall those bands. I will. no, that is, right. Right. Yeah, that is all right. That's all It's
4: just we had really good marketing back then. We had really good marketing, and we knew <laughs> we knew not to waste all of our our time with you.
2: <laughs> Vengeance <laughs> Rising,
3: all those bands. I was I was down. Vengeance was Rising.
4: Yeah, totally. So That's from we, – we we gave them their first couple shows. They, were, they played with us back oh, in the day. But we weren't really a metal band. We were a, a kind of a crossover. Started off as a punk band.
1: Yeah. Now, Roger Martinez is a Satan worshiper, right? No, nah, I don't
4: think he is anymore. I think he's now a real estate agent.
1: <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Six of one.
3: Very
4: odd, dude.
1: But he's not a Christian?
4: I have no idea, man. The last time I talked yeah. to him, he was trying to recruit me for an all-star band that he was trying to build. And uh, the crucified had just broken up, and I was just like, "Dude, I
1: don't. I'm not. I don't
4: know." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: All right, so uh, Mark Solomon, you, uh, most of our listeners, I think, are familiar with Mark, but if you're not familiar with the uh, Never Was podcast, what, what's the latest going-ons there, Mark?
4: Uh, latest going-ons with Never Was, let's see. Well, I just did finally put out the Scattered Few Sin Disease episode that I've been working on for a long time, which was really cool, nice. and um, I mean, we used to... we they honestly we played shows with them and, and vengeance in Southern California so many times that all of us would f- would not be able to remember all the times. But yeah. Um I we did that and I have um I did my sort of summary between myself and Mike Lewis of uh Giving Is Believing and Billy Power yeah. of Urban Achiever. We did a three hour podcast where we all just sat in a room and uh I don't know what you want to call what we did. (laughs) Solved all the world's problems, as you can tell. I mean, I don't know if you guys noticed over the last couple weeks, but everything's better in in all ways. That's us.
2: (laughs) Thank you for that. (laughs)
1: Hmm. All right, so it's getting awkward in here. Godless, do you think C.S. Lewis is a dumbass?
3: Yes, oh, absolutely. And what's so great about C.S. Lewis, however, is that he has been brilliant at like lacing all of his absolutely inane logic in just a, the right way that it's highly, highly quotable by people who would like to convince themselves that they're intelligent as well. And, and, and it, it's just stupidity compounded on stupidity. So C.S. <laughs> Lewis is awful. And, and, and I would challenge anybody who would, you know, who, who would want to just sit down with some of his wacky ideas and just write down the logic that happens, and you can't follow it. I promise you, I've tried. I have tried. This
1: episode is going to be so much fun. All right, Garrett, <laughs> are you acting nice to Godless right now? Because before we started recording, you asked me why we had to bring on an atheist piece of manure to the podcast now why is that
0: is this a trick question no it's getting (laughs)
1: awkward in here and i knew jared would feel really awkward with that that's not true but it was funny mark is anyone on this (laughs) skype call going to miss out on heaven
4: i don't know i don't know the answer to that
1: all right godless jared we're all still alive jesus yes uh godless jared thinks jesus is the only way to the father do you think he is stupid
3: uh, <laughs> Bring it. I'll, I'm going to say this I used to think the exact same thing and I don't think I was stupid when I thought that. There were very good reasons for why I thought that so uh, I, 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 I don't think I was stupid at that point. I think I was um, uh, I, I think I had so much hope that I allowed it to cloud my uh uh ability to reason and i don't think that there's any uh uh there's i don't think that that's uh i think i think that's somewhat admirable and i i don't think that that's a a terrible thing i just think that it's um uh as it is now the the there's a, a gentleman by the name of matt dillahunty who says a really great thing and it's highly quotable he says i want to believe as many true things and as few false things as possible and and i concur
1: gotcha all right, Jared. One of these is not like the others. Jim Baker, Jimmy Swaggart, and Godless.
0: <laughs> um, boy, I'm going to have to go with Godless because I don't think he's building any kind of like Christian theme parks anytime soon. So.
1: <laughs> Mark, are Godless's attempts to do good things like filthy rags in the sight of God?
4: In the sight of God? Yes.
1: Yes. All right. It is getting awkward in here. Good job, guys. Everybody was very honest, and everyone, I think we're all warmed up. So we are focusing on the question, uh, should Christians respect atheism as a logical approach to life? Now, as as a co-host to this with my brother, I also want to uh, put a little bit of parameters and just please allow me to interrupt if needed. I'm not trying to be jerky, just <coughs> wanting us to uh, kind of stay the course or jump to something else. And uh, I could make bad decisions because that, that's okay. So I, I want you to be as brief as possible, uh, Godless, when I ask you, can you please make a clear distinction between atheism and agnosticism? And the reason I ask that is, uh, in, in my seminary studies, I was told that atheism is when someone says there's no possible chance for God. Is that true? That is
3: absolutely not true. And, and I should add, uh, if this is going up, this is uh, going on live in the inner internet monday january 11th and if anybody has questions at a at six thirty p.m eastern i'll be on twitter at godless speaks hashtag pwna i'll spend an hour we can you know we'll live tweet the episode or something i'll be more than happy to answer any questions but so real quick there's gnosticism versus agnosticism which is what is it that you know so if you know that there is a god or that you or you know that there is not a God that would be not Gnosticism if you don't know that is Agnosticism now the question of theism or atheism comes down to what do you believe if you believe that there is a God then you are a theist and uh, but if you uh, don't believe that there is a God then you are an atheist now if now to combine the two, just to add clarity: if you know that there's a God and you believe that there's a God, then you are a not uh, you are a Gnostic theist. If you are,
1: gotcha. Do you, huh. Does that this make is, sense? Is, yeah, it's super helpful. So there, super helpful. Th-
3: so there are many different stripes of atheists, just like there's many different stripes of theists. Uh, atheists generally fall into two camps and those would be those who are sure that there is uh, uh, who claim that they know there is not a God which would be Gnostic atheists and then those who I think I would sort of subscribe to more often uh, uh, as a sort of broad idea which is I don't know but I don't believe so therefore I'm an agnostic atheist gotcha gotcha
1: all right, so what, what would it take to convince you that there is a good, holy, righteous, perfect God? I don't
3: know, and uh, I've heard this answer, which is a, a good one. If there is a God, that God knows what it would take to convince me.
1: Gotcha. And the fact that he's not trying to do that makes him non-existent or makes him somebody that you don't agree with?
3: No, I don't disagree with or agree with something that doesn't seem to be there. Uh, It's just that I've, I spent years and years trying to have a relationship with something that everybody told me wanted to have a relationship with me. Uh, And, and I did all the same type of searching that, that uh, you and your listeners do. I, I see that's the thing that I find really attractive about uh, the pastors with no answers uh, podcast, the bad Christian podcast, you guys are asking questions and that's the same thing I do. I think that's the same thing that all of the listeners to the, uh, to the podcast do. You're asking, asking, asking questions and I'm doing that all the time. So I relate to that quite a bit. It's just the difference is that instead of at the end of asking all those questions when I'm not receiving good answers or I'm receiving uh, uh, answers that just leave me with this feeling of cognitive dissonance, like, ah, oh, geez, you know, if I accept this, then I have to also accept that. And that doesn't make sense. You know, I don't like that feeling. And at a certain point I started to, um, be, uh, to open myself to, um, Uh, considering other options and when I considered those options that are um, secular in nature or scientific based I found that things really started to make sense
1: gotcha all right well let me ask Mark this kind of put Mark on the spot here which he is uh, totally fine with handling. <laughs> Mark. So th- what? What Godless said is is a very much so uh, common thing. I mean, be, you know, I want to repeat. He basically said I was trying to have a relationship with someone or something that people said uh, he wanted to have a relationship with me. Let's say we're uh, not on this podcast and you are sitting across from Godless at a bar, and he says that to you, and he's just like, "What do you think about that?" I mean, how? Ha- 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 what do you say? I mean, how do you, Mark, respond to that?
4: Well, uh, very carefully. <laughs> I don't, I mean, especially not knowing him personally and not knowing what it is that he has not received, you know? Uh, it's That's a pretty broad thing. What have you not received is, is something that could probably do a few shows on its own. But, and, and then, you know, of course, all the other questions that everybody thinks of, you know, well, how were you listening to him? How were you communicating with him? How were you fellowshipping with him? I, you know, I would ask those questions probably, but I would have to be careful because the truth is, I don't know his story and I don't know the uh, inner workings of his mind. And in all honesty, because I don't, I don't know him yet. I don't know um, if he would tell me the truth. <laughs> So I don't know, you know, I mean, um, I would say, I yeah. would say that for myself, I've, I, I have my own experiences, but those don't necessarily translate to another person. Um, and I would be happy to walk through whatever questions, specific questions I could and, and do my best to answer him. But I would also make sure that the number one the one thing that Christian people, particularly in America, have such a real problem with is the ability to say "I don't know," and that, to me, would would get us on at least some sort of even ground where we know that we're going to tell each other the truth. You know, um, so I would I would pursue it very very carefully. You know, um, that's not really an answer. I'm sure that we were hoping for something nice
0: and juicy, but I need more information, man. And and no. uh, I would say I think. Yeah, so for me, my question to Godless would be, were your problems with with God, were they like existential relational type things? Were they logical problems or were they like uh, knowledge problems? Like you had problems with the historical record, archaeological record, those kinds of things. Well,
3: I, I guess I should be clear because you always hear things that, that uh, people cl- uh, claim about atheists. That I hear they say, uh, oh, well, you hate God or you just want to sin or... Um Oh, you you have faith that there is no God, just like I have faith that there is a God, and uh, <laughs> you're picking my notes, uh, man. Oh, yeah, right. Come on, <laughs> so, <laughs> and, and and you know I I don't subscribe to any of that. I mean, I was raised Catholic, and then I rebelled against my party animal present uh, uh, parents by becoming uh, First Assembly of God, and and you know, <laughs> and a, all that all that was like, like like, I mean. <laughs> it should have been the exact right path to take me in this direction and then but the the problem was that um was all of the above the infor- okay. the information doesn't doesn't make sense the um, history doesn't doesn't there it doesn't align with anything that that comes from outside of the book Uh, outside of the Bible Um, there was no communication no relationship Um, sure there's a really great community there are some interesting lessons that come from the Bible and there's uh, uh, characters that are admirable there's a ton of characters that are not admirable including God himself and and a good chunk of it and so all that
0: is a just a giant ball of yuck Okay, so so you were turned off from Christianity. What made you turned off from the whole idea of a God? Well, th- like other traditions, or not not knowing specifics about God, just the whole idea of God in general.
3: Well, it's it's the the biggest issue was um, <laughs> my extreme Catholic grandfather given me a book by Stephen J. Gould, um, who had a collection of uh, uh, articles called uh, "Ever Since Darwin," and Darwin was. Uh, I'm sorry, in in the book, he's going through all these different animals and how they, the evidence of their evolution and all that stuff. And that made me just start to go, oh, wait a second. Well, if all of that is true, how do I get that to align with everything I've been taught? And, you know, unless I started to convince myself that, well, God buried the (laughs) the fossils and the bones, you can't, you can't get it to fit. And so as soon as that all started to come together is when I started to sort of almost have like a physical relief from trying so hard to get the this puzzle to come together that didn't, the pieces don't quite align. And instead I had this other puzzle that there's a ton of missing pieces and there's a, 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 a bunch of pieces that are aligned right now but don't look exactly right. Maybe we'll figure it out in the future. But now it was like, okay, well now this all makes sense
1: all right so jared with with the fossils and evolution and all that stuff so uh from a scientific perspective when you so let's just assume and i think we can rightly assume uh that godless has looked into the scientific uh aspects of the debate the the design the meticulous craftiness of the cell and just all these things that me you and mark see as there's gotta be a god do you jared svensson as a christian can you say yeah but i can respect atheism as an approach to life or could you honestly say no i just i, I just think it's a little insane for someone not to be able to see god's handiwork and all this
0: well, I mean, I do think that the, the current paradigm of thought is evolution. So if you are a person living in 21st century America, you will be, quote unquote, indoctrinated with evolution. So unless you do any kind of hard you know, analysis for yourself, you're not going to see any other alternative. So from that perspective, yeah, I respect it as being the dominant strain of thought right now. <laughs> that's
2: what are you laughing at oh,
3: i'm just hilarious i love that whole like oh well the evolution is it, we're all being indoctrinated. i love these words indoctrinated
1: no, that,
0: that is what you that's what you get in public schools Ev- that's <laughs> what you evolution
1: get. is as accepted. Hey, real real quick godless it's it's evolution but go ahead <laughs> it, <laughs> it is as
3: accepted at this point as gravity is accepted It's And there is a reason for that. And the reason is that there are a ton of different independent studies, sciences, independent evidences that when they are put together, make sense. That's not a conspiracy. You'd have to think that there's some crazy conspiracy among the culture and the worldwide culture to think that that anything else is, is explanatory.
0: But the bedrock of evolution is abiogenesis. That's never ever been seen. in It's the lab.
3: not. It's not the basis. There's a ton of different things. There's the fact that can, there's the fact that they're finding they're finding um, they can date a tree or a rock that is millions of years old, right? And they can they can then independently date something else and be able to say, oh well, this. This uh, uh, a fossil is from a totally different t- time, but it's layered on top of this other one. And when we independently date it in a totally different way, whether it's from a fossil record or for something else, we can see that now the puzzle fits together. That yes, okay, we can't date it as 9,333,405 BC, but we can get it so that it's it is older than this other piece. There is nothing else that's ever been offered that explains all this stuff using different pieces.
0: Well, no, I disagree with that. I mean, I think you have creationist scientists that say the flood did that. Now you can laugh at that. Yes, I'm going to laugh at
3: that. That's the most ridiculous thing ever. The creationist scientists, there is no such thing. You can't put creationist scientists on it. And the reason is that creationism on its own own is a presupposition and
0: everything else has to fit with it. Evolution. So is evolution. No, it is not. It, presuppo- it, is not. Yeah, it presupposes Ev- materialism. It-, it presupposes no God. No, it doesn't. You've got that's to- metaphysical speculation. You have,
3: you have tons of scientists who cannot wait to prove another scientist wrong. And they try and they try. And sometimes they do and sometimes they don't. And when they do, it becomes something new that's accepted. But when they can't, they don't, and we stick with the with the with the information well, that's there. They get
0: blacklisted. There. What intelligent design scientists get blacklisted from colleges? They don't get any funding, any grants because it's a paradigm of evolution. They're barred from the discussion. You are the absolutely
3: ludicrous, ridiculous. Every single scientist out there that could possibly prove another scientific idea wrong, I'm telling you, every university would would die to have the money that would come in. From Let me that.
4: jump in here real quick. No, though. Way. I, I, I will say this. Jump I, in. Like, uh like as far as the the creationism and I mean there's an assumption that all Christian people believe in strict creationism. Uh there's a, there are certainly people who say creationism and and evolution or or God evolution is the explanation of what God did. All this, is the, this thing I don't care. I don't care about any of that stuff. I really don't. I mean, it doesn't, none of it answers the the question that makes more sense to ask to me than any of them, which is where did it all come from? And before I even go there, I'll also say this. I, I realize that, uh, strict adherence to a creationism, uh, mindset and paradigm, if you will, is, is a tough one to sell. And I, I don't myself personally, I don't know that I, I believe it. Um, And I don't know that the Bible even asks us to believe it, you know, but, but what, what I do, I don't also trust is, uh, the competitive, uh, the competitive climate being some sort of filter for bullshit. I don't know that that's necessarily something I'm going to put any money on, you know, it's like, I feel like everybody says they got answers. Can you define that? Yeah, sure. I mean, I'm not just because one person is allegedly itching to prove another person wrong doesn't mean that we're going to suddenly get a pure answer all the time. It's just it's just if that's the case, then that's like the creative market or something. I don't know. It's a competitive market It's like (laughs) using the capitalistic mindset. To me, it doesn't it doesn't work um, as a as a as something (laughs) I'm supposed to accept. Just out of hand that that because scientists are eager to prove each other wrong, that that's suddenly going to make sure that I get the right information. I don't know that I necessarily believe that.
3: If I went to my driveway, right, and I, I, I sit down in my car and I take my keys and I jam them in the radio and the car doesn't start then I know I'm doing something wrong. Something's not clicking. And I'll keep on trying. I might call up a friend and, hey, how do I start this car? Oh, yeah, you you don't use the keys, man. You just need to, uh, you know, you sit on the uh, uh, steering wheel. You know, all right, I sit on the steering wheel. Oh, that didn't start it. I guess I had to call somebody else. You keep on asking and you keep on trying and experimenting until you get something that works and then when you find that works then you keep on asking and trying to find something that will continue and will work even better so you'll never get the right answer in science and that's you know talking earlier about about um uh you, you you got to be able to say I don't know, and I don't know is the basis of everything related to the scientific method. I'm not sure. I don't know is all what scientists are trying to 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 challenge themselves and each other with all the time. Creationism is absolutely the opposite, and it's holding back everybody
4: else. Yeah, but that's not that's it's not what I said. That's not what I said. Uh, that because these people are allegedly so competitive that they're going to be looking to disprove each other. I'm simply arguing that that's not that's not enough of a filter for me to say that the true answer is going to come out all the way. And I, I and I'm going to say it's not going to even happen I'm, period. Well, I don't know. I mean maybe it does. It's if it, in a paradigm that's not going to happen. I it mean, feels not, more satisfying a, to say it will always happen or it will never happen. I don't know. Maybe it maybe it does sometimes, maybe it doesn't. It still doesn't answer the big question for me, which is where did it start? And nobody knows that answer and until they do, you know, it's just
1: well, let me ask this, Mark, conjecture. because that 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 brings me that brings me to a, a question that I had, and that is uh, you, myself, and Jared, we believe that an eternal God has always been, uh, he, and that we can't really understand what that looks like, but that's what we believe. I believe that is a little more valid than something that came from nothing or an eternal universe, but to an atheist, wouldn't they say, hey, that's just as silly? Like, you mean to tell me that an eternal God makes that much more sense than an eternal universe? My answer to that would be, yeah, I think it does. Because if you have an eternal God, that means, man, there's a lot of stuff that we just don't understand. An eternal universe, that just is like, well, who – how did that happen?
0: That's not even accepted by scientists anymore
1: though. What isn't?
0: An eternal universe. No
1: nobody accepts that.
0: I mean, I'm not gonna say nobody, but I mean the Einsteinian models have it have a begin a definite beginning to the universe.
1: So that's pretty much all that's accepted in science now is well, uh, a pretty beginning.
0: much. Uh, no, hold on, because then there's well, Hawking's has the idea of the oscillating universe. You also have the multiverse you know, the and multiverse. Right, yeah, I mean, right.
3: really, what it comes down that's all speculative. Yeah, I mean. exactly. We don't know.
0: Right, right. We really just yeah.
4: don't know. So that's all I'm and really shooting for, though. It's just. Nobody knows. And then like if you're building a house, but you and no one can agree on on what stick of measurement we're gonna use, how are you ever gonna be finished with this house? How are you ever gonna be sure that the angles are correct? I mean, I get it. It's it it, there's it's not like we're talking about a bunch of dudes just sitting on a park bench speculating over the creation of the universe. I I understand it's that much more intelligent people than myself are studying this thing but the bottom line is is that it, the how it all started is still an unknown and therefore the question will remain valid is is there a god or not i mean it's it, it's it's a, it's just as valid of a question as as anything else so
1: ba- so basically so basically, Mark, the point you're trying to get across is Godless is talking from a perspective of you guys cannot sound more ridiculous. And you're saying, whoa, whoa wait you a know, second. No, I'm not saying we that because I don't.
4: I, I, at no point have I felt like. I mean, he doesn't know what I, what I believe, so he doesn't think I sound ridiculous. I mean, you know. Right, right, right. And right. I'm not trying to just be nice, man. I'm just trying to be practical. It's like, I just. I'm more concerned. Like we can get into the hashing of, of over years and and who was uh, who was Cain afraid of being stoned by when he was kicked out of the garden. I mean, like you know what I mean. There's a, there's a hundred different reasons why this is all very uh, fun conversation. But what it doesn't do for me is is answer the big question: is is there a God or not? You know, and that's I believe there is, and that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Now my challenge is to find a way to show someone through my love and 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 uh, and selflessness that 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 that, uh, that that being is real.
1: Now, is there any way that you believe, Mark, outside of personal experience with who you believe in?
4: Uh, you have to maybe clarify that st- that question a little bit for me.
1: So basically, if you if you didn't have any personal interaction with God, would you believe uh, based on what you've read and have been taught? Or would you say at at the end of the day, if I haven't re- uh, interacted with this God, I believe in, I wouldn't believe.
4: I I don't know. I don't know that question. I mean, I think I've, I've it's not like I've just said, OK, I'm going to be a Christian. And that's just what we're doing and there's I got I bought the jersey and the hat <laughs> and I got all the good shows and the good albums. Yeah, go for it.
1: The WWJD not bracelet into all that,
4: man. You know what? It's, I, I, I do think about things. There's a book by a guy named David Dark called The Sacredness of Questioning Everything. I love it. It's it's brilliant. Because the the premise being truth is not afraid of being questioned. I'm not afraid of science. I'm not afraid of science explaining the way God did something. But I still, for me, just empirically and just like try to remove. And I I know, I don't know if that's possible because of my whole life. You know, we're talking, I'm essentially a hundred years old at this point. I've lived a lot. I, You know, a lot of my experiences are going (laughs) to influence me. But I truly believe that because... I can't see a, a, a all of this happening without some sort of being putting it into motion. That's the only thing that makes sense to me because it's really one or the other. It's this being that exists outside of time put this all in motion, or nothing and then something. I just both are are very both both require a little bit of leaps. Both are miraculous.
1: But, yeah, and but but I think for me, but I is, think it's a false
3: dichotomy because you've said why? because you you said either something started it and and then it, for some reason you enjoy the luxury of not defining the beginning of that thing and that's okay, but okay, and then you've and then the second choice is something came from nothing. The second choice is a, is a false choice because while that might be possible, who knows it might be that something was always there, or it might be that nothing is what we're experiencing. Who knows what it is? You know, it's, it's sure. a million different possibilities. And so I, I think the difference is, is either having this, uh, being willing to subscribe to the God of the gaps theory, basically saying, I don't know, therefore God, we're being humble enough to be able to say, I don't know. See, but And until something out there is willing to show itself
4: in some way, uh, I got to stick with just, I don't know. But I believe, I believe that that's, I believe that's uh, misappropriated. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm not saying I don't understand, therefore God. I didn't say that you know and i'm also not saying i don't understand therefore science i mean what which which god of which gaps are we talking about here there's plenty of them and and as far as the i god, know it, the, the that the god the being that i believe in because it makes sense to me i'm willing to hear otherwise but the god that i believe in sent his son to this planet to be an example for the way to live and he died on a cross and rose from the grave. And that's the part that's the real rub. You know, That's that's how I believe he revealed himself, through his word, and his word became flesh. And that's what—that's just the only thing that makes any sense to me, other than we're just out here in the cold, wandering around. And if that's the point, I mean, answers, I got a bunch of other questions. If there is no God, I got a, a ton of questions that I need answered. Oh,
3: yeah. Enjoy it. It's it's such a relief to have questions that at least by asking them, you think you might be have a chance to get closer to the true answers rather than just saying, I don't know, but uh, this makes sense, which is going to get you nowhere. You're stuck at no point. You're stuck, unfortunately, with something that
4: at, at the end of the day. Isn't true. I, I don't think I'm stuck though. I, I don't feel stuck at all. I'm I'm always down, man. I'm down to hear it. But no one. I, I still can't figure out why I should give a shit what anybody else thinks about what I do or say at all, unless there's some sort of purpose for all of it. I can't. It doesn't make any sense to me, and I can't have. I don't believe in a in a moral code that washes over the whole all all humans I don't believe in that stuff it doesn't it's it doesn't exist and I can see that it doesn't exist in my daily life
3: why can't your purpose as you call it be self-directed
1: all right well let's get into that on the second part of the conversation <laughs> i want to ask i want to ask you jared you you gave me a a book that basically uh you know was so scientific a lot of it i didn't really understand but then uh, the sixty percent that I did understand, it was it was very awesome, and it, it pretty much to me. I'm just I'm reading it, and I'm like, okay, this is from, you know, a fellow human being. And I mean, sure, I, I think someone like Godless would maybe say, well, yeah, it's a lot of propaganda, and uh, but it seems just like a lot of scientific fact of how I don't see in my finite, very limited mind and ability to comprehend i don't see how all of this is by chance or i'll even say outside of like a a very meticulous design uh, godless you know all that stuff we're not going to take the time to just you know describe how impossible it would be for dna to form and the uh, amino acids to line up and all that stuff so how how do you explain away all the meticulous apparent design that seems impossible. And, you know, I, I will throw one analogy out there, and that's the whole, you know, if if you saw a simple uh, message drawn out on the beach in the sand with a foot that just said, I love Sandy, uh, you would just assume someone went out there and thought about a girl, Sandy, that they love her, and they just drew that. You would not think, man over uh the last 200 years that just kind of happened to be out there you'd be no a human did it so with what you know about dna and that sort of thing how ha- how can you not believe uh god you know put that together and made that form of communication
3: well you got w- w- here another version of the watchmaker argument right the idea that you, yeah yeah yeah, yeah, you're, yeah you're, sure sure you're, but see the this is kind of tough to explain, so I'll try to, to, to go slowly both for my own sake and for
1: everybody. And we else's. have Kurt Cameron that's joining oh, great. us for the next five minutes too. But, <laughs> but the problem
3: <laughs> the problem with the analogy is that we only know that those letters read I love Sandy because we have something to compare it to. If if um there were just etchings in some other language that we don't understand we wouldn't know what to make of it it wouldn't necessarily look like it was designed at all because we don't understand the language so the problem with the with this is that when you try to compare it from uh well uh, i love sandy written on a beach and then you compare it to, oh, well, look at this beautiful bit newborn baby. How could you say that that is not designed? The problem is is that we don't have another type of humanoid being to compare it to that did have a design. Does that make sense? Am I explaining no, that right? not
1: really. No. You're not being a good teacher here, God. Uh, I'm I trying.
3: So the second i'll sort of move to another part of it um the the problem with design as well is that when you say hey look here's this evidence that this has been well designed at the same time there are just millions and millions and millions of examples of non-design where it's obviously not been designed and the 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 issue is then well then what what did or did not design what and what did it not and all that sort of thing I mean are you going to say that um, you know one baby that is born completely healthy well that's that's designed but then the next baby that is born with severe severe defects well was that not designed or was it just designed badly or 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 what and there, there's just no good so, answer so to
0: godless that. what do you do with the idea of irreducible complexity Have you heard about that?
3: Irreducible. Can you uh, refresh me on that one?
0: Yeah, so that's Michael Bay. He is a a microbiologist. And I came up with the idea that because Darwinism implies, um, you know, evolution through slight modifications, he's saying there are certain highly complex microorganisms or, you know, cellular, like, machinery that require all the parts to be present in order for it to work. But evolution doesn't allow for that. I,
3: I don't know, but I can say this. Okay. I, I'll, I'll say this. The problem with design is that when you believe that God designed everything, you see design in everything. So, well, and, and, and if you don't mind, let me, let me explain that real quick. Well, no, I agree with that. I agree and, with and,
0: that. I think it's all about presuppositions. But yeah, exactly.
3: And so, therefore, you can't possibly compare it to something that was not designed and be able to go and see there's the difference between this and that. Um, and, and the other problem with design is that you see these, oh, look how complex this is. Look at how this, uh, 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 digestive system works, for example. And isn't, look how complex that is. That obviously was designed. And I would argue, no, if you were a designer, you would make that simple, not complex. You would want things to work Easily, you look at a rabbit, you know, what a rabbit does, it eats once, it doesn't get all the nutrients it needs, it poops, and then caught you know, hold your uh, uh, hands over your children's ears, it eats its own poop in order to get all the nutrients it needs. That is the sign of an incredibly, incredibly poor design.
1: <laughs> Hey, well, let, let me ask let me ask you this: Like you 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 basically said that evolution is as accepted as gravity, and you're you're talking from a standpoint of I mean, come on, guys, this is just it. It just all fits. But then Jared brings up irreducible complex. What was it called? Complexity. And you say I don't I don't really know. So how how can you be so sold on something, and then Jared brings up something that he would say is a huge blow to that. And you're just like, yeah, I don't even, I mean, it's, it seems that like on the outside. And I think to a lot of our listeners, they would say, well, you just bought into something, just jumped right into it. Similarly to what you would, you would probably accuse us of doing. I don't
3: know everything about science. Thank goodness. It's so much. There's so much out there, but also terms like irreducible complexity, I think are probably the kind of terms that the Christian community kind of holds close to themselves because it, it sounds really good. I don't know. I haven't heard it, but I'll be happy to do a little bit of research and get back
0: to you in the future. Well, I think that's really key though. You haven't heard about it because what I view as the the evolutionary paradigm bars, that kind of discussion, those guys don't get funding. They don't get heard. They don't get any kind of platform. That's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. Are you trying to
3: tell me that? You are you trying to tell me that the Christian community does not have enough money to fund
1: the no, research look, of something like
0: a scientific Joey, experiment? What was what was the name of that Ben Stein uh, documentary? Expelled. That we saw? Expelled. Was it expelled. I think expelled. Yeah, check that film out. It, it basically, it's documents you know multitude of cases where scientists are trying to think differently, do different things, and they don't receive any grants. They lose their tenure. They get fired from the universities. They don't get any publishing. So it's, a par- it's a paradigm way of thinking that bars those kinds of... Decisions. And part also, of the problem when kind of is like, when they do public Sorry, go ahead, Mark. I just
4: want to say something real quick, though. Uh, the Christian community having enough money, it's really not a green light for anything happening. I don't know where, where that idea came <laughs> from. <I guess. laughs> you got missionaries all over the planet who can barely get enough to eat and, and, and perform the duty that they believe are, are living out... On the ground, they can't get the funding. So the so-called Christian community and all of its uh, unnamable wealth doesn't really apply. It's like
1: let's make sure we know what we're talking about
4: here. It's not.
1: There's no team. All right, guys, we're we're gonna we're we're gonna end it there with that reflection and we're going to catch you guys next week as we have Godless and Mark Solomon join us and uh, we're going to keep this thing going this is too good to stop and cram all in one episode, so we're gonna hear and uh, uh, more from these guys next week. Yeah,
3: thanks, guys, and uh, uh, like I said, I'll be on uh, at Godless Speaks hashtag PWNA at uh, six thirty Eastern to answer any questions that I possibly can. I don't
4: know everything. Well, I do know everything, <laughs> and you can email me at the Twilight Zone <laughs> at ineverwas dot com.
1: So, this is Joey Svensson, and you've been listening to the Pastor with No Answers. We want to thank you for listening and joining us in the conversation. If you want to converse a little bit with us, go to facebook.com forward slash BC Pastor. And we also have a Twitter handle at PWNA Pod. And don't forget, Dan Coke. Coke is spelled K-O-C-H that's DanCoke.net that's where this music comes from and we love it and we want you to go to that website if you're interested in Dan making your music thanks again and next week you're going to be in for a huge surprise of what we're going to talk about not really but it's going to be pretty awesome we'll see you next week look at this
2: Progress and still you can guess guess and still what we are going through. Anger, frustration, and my